You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in to the West of the Rest podcast. It is Tuesday, October 25th, as we give you another look at West Coast recruiting. I am Blair Angulo, joined by my co-host, Mr. Brandon Huffman, the national recruiting editor at 24-7 Sports. And Huff, they say it never rains inside Austin Stadium, except when you roll around, apparently. Correction, it does rain in Austin Stadium. It is... uh quite evident when you see 50,000 people put ponchos on at the same time and see the rain come down. It was precipitation. I saw it with my own eyes. So what, what's that all about, by the way? Like, why do they say that? I Like, color me, color me skeptical, and I know everything's a recruiting pitch now, right? Like, you have to say, hey, look at these facilities and look at our NFL development. And oh, by the way, it never rains inside the stadium. Yeah, I think it's it's a shtick at this point. You know, I was sitting next to uh, Duck Territories, Eric Scopel and Matt Pran, and they said that there's been numerous times where there has been some precipitation falling from the sky, and... The announcer who's been there for like 100 years will say, it might be pouring, but it doesn't rain in Austin Stadium. So now it's just kind of the shtick. But I saw with my own eyes, there was rain. And that was just the passes that was coming out of Bo Nix's hands into the Oregon receiver's hands. If your mascot is nicknamed Puddles, uh, that obviously signifies that there's water involved. And, uh, you know, I, I think... You know, what's interesting about Oregon right now is that we could make that argument that we haven't seen the best of them, right? Like they obviously had that loss against Georgia to kick things off. Uh, they've bounced back in a big way, you know, knocking off number nine ranked UCLA. They had that big victory against BYU where it, it seemed like that was going to be a tough game and it wasn't for them at all. And we're going to get into the Ducks a little bit more. We're also going to talk about some big time offensive linemen heading out to Michigan. We're going to talk about some of the latest recruiting buzz and look ahead to what you and I are going to be doing later this week week, also a recruit performance of the week. But let's continue that mix up and then that conversation about the Oregon Ducks. And, you know, I, I wonder if we're overreacting when I say that this Ducks recruiting staff has a higher ceiling than anything we've seen before out of Oregon, right? Considering the the Bellotti era or the Chip Kelly era, or even what Willie Taggart or Mario Cristobal were doing, this has a, a chance to be a group that takes Oregon to that next level of recruiting. Well, if you think about it, in, in this offseason, they landed the number two receiver in the country in Jurion Dickey, the number two quarterback in the country in Dante Moore, before they even played a game as that staff. I mean, you look at 
the schools that can, you know, that they recruit at that high level. Typically, it's been head coaches that have maybe either had relationships with guys at previous stops or at programs that are a little bit more established. You know, Oregon's been established. They won the Rose Bowl in 2020 after the 2019 season. You know, they played in, I think, what, three of the last four Pac-12 championship games. Clearly, they're established. But for Dan Lanning and, and the majority of his staff, you know, his defense coordinator, Tasha Point, coming back from the NFL. Adrian Clem, his offensive line coach, coming back from the NFL. Uh, you know, Kenny Dillingham coming back to the West Coast. They essentially were starting from, from scratch. And you look at what they've done on the recruiting trail going back to April when they landed the number one tackle in the country in the 2022 class in Josh Connolly Jr. And then carried that momentum into getting Jurion Dickey and Dante Moore. All the, the angst about the game against Georgia, that's gone. You know, Oregon is now a real threat to not just win the Pac-12, but to to sneak back into playoff contention with that game. It's almost reminiscent of it, Blair, without the losses of USC in 2016, where they were jackhammered by Alabama in week one, an Alabama team that would go on to play for the national championship. USC, I think, started one and three, but then won the Rose Bowl, was a top five team, and was one of the hottest teams in college football. Oregon's doing that without any other ensuing losses where they might play themselves right back into the playoff mix. I think what's been interesting is how seamless that transition has been. And I think we anticipated that Dan Lanning would have some success and that maybe he would dip into the South and and try to feed off of some of the connections that he had built when he was at Georgia and he was stacking five-star after five-star on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, but, but to see them get into some of the battles that they've gotten into out West and the, some of the battles that they're still in on, I, I think that's what's remarkable about this staff, about their hunger and about the power of that logo on that polo, right? I think when Oregon now tries to get into a, a recruiting battle with, let's say, a USC or even some of these other national programs that, that Oregon typically can, can battle with, you know, I think it takes a bit of time for a coach and for a staff to really establish themselves. And uh, by the looks of it, you would think that they have been there for a while. And I think that's what's really remarkable is that Mario Cristobal, it did take him a little bit to get the ball rolling and to to add some of the buzz and to add some of the momentum that he ultimately built up before he left for Miami. Uh, and then we saw that with Willie Taggart as well before that, right? A lot of the buzz that he had built. Uh, and it's I think it's that's, that's the thing that I take away the most uh, from Dan Lanning and from that staff and what they've been able to do. And we're talking about Oregon because they picked up two commitments of, on Monday coming off of that big victory against the Bruins. The the number one rated prospect in the state of Oregon in the 2024 class, AJ Pluigiano, a tight end, a top five tight end nationally, is staying close to home. He will be playing with the Oregon Ducks. And they also landed the number one player in the state of Hawaii, according to the industry-generated composite. That would be Iapani Latlo Ulu, nicknamed Poncho. He's got a brother on the team already, a four-star offensive lineman from Farrington there in Honolulu. Two really impressive pickups for the Ducks. I think you, you have to like what what Oregon has done in recruiting outside of the the sexy glamour pickups of Dante Moore and with you know Drian Dickey, those are the big flashy ones. But 
if you look at the strength of this Oregon team right now on the field, it's been their offensive line play. They are giving Bo Nix all the time in the world. And we knew the kind of recruiter that Adrian Clem was in his time at SMU, his time at UCLA. He was a former Conference USA recruiter of the year, a Pac-12 recruiter of the year. Now, you know, he comes in in, in a short time, lands a Connerly, and then carries that momentum into 2023. Sure, they, they missed out on a couple of key targets, guys like Makaban Walos and, and Alani Noah, but now they go get Poncho from Oregon. And there's a lot of momentum building up with some 2024 offense linemen. Brandon Baker, whose older brother Gary Baker, played at Oregon. It was in Oregon this weekend. Uh, DeAndre Carter, another top 100 player out of modern day at 2024, was at Austin Stadium this weekend. Fox Crater and Devin Brooks, two other 2024s, were in you know Austin Stadium this weekend. But he goes and he gets a 2023, an All-American, an under-armor All-American, the guy who was our alpha when we were out in Maui in July – and a guy who I think is a huge pickup for them. Then they go, you know, they, they've been utilizing the tight end much more under Kenny Dillingham and Dan Lanning. And they go get Pugliano and get him over a number of Pac-12 offers. That's now two years in a row after last year, Darius Clemens went to Michigan. 2023, they get Tatum Tuioti from Sheldon High School in Eugene, whose father Tony's a defensive line coach. He's been a monster this year. Then they get the number one player for 2024. So that's been key for Oregon is they've got to get the one or two guys in state that they go after a year. And so they've now got consecutive years with the number one player in state staying home to play for the Ducks. But then they go back to a place that's been so good to them, the state of Hawaii, to get Poncho. And that's the kind of recruiting buzz you want to have after a win like they just did over the weekend to get a couple of top two players in their respective states. Yeah, we joked on the recruiting 24-7 show last week that Oregon is bringing that Ohana vibe to 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 campus and in recruiting and and still going after some of the top players in the Aloha State and obviously Pancho Lalaulu fits that bill uh three what three sixty or so huff when we saw him uh and just a freight train like uh, one of the toughest players that I think we've seen and we've encountered in the camp setting where we were looking at some of the other camp coaches and the counselors and they they were wondering if th- he was trying to hurt kids on purpose um it, it, and that's the type of player that Oregon's getting so a lot of a lot of good stuff there with the Ducks, and, and they continue to roll, and it looks like they're on a collision course to meet someone in the Pac-12 championship game uh, later this season. Two other players that Oregon has been on, Spencer Fano, Caleb Lomu, two of the better offensive tackles in the country, two of the top uncommitted players out West. They will be taking an official visit to Michigan this coming weekend uh, as the Wolverines get to host Michigan State. And... Am I overreacting, Huff, when I think that Michigan could potentially steal a couple of top-tier offensive tackles from the West Coast? I, I mean, if there was ever a time for it to do it, it'd be right now. Look what they've been doing offensively. Look what they've been doing on the ground. What was it? Joe Moore Award winner last year. I mean, this could be that kind of game. It's what, Michigan State in Ann Arbor. I mean, these are the kind of guys that – if you're Michigan, you want to establish yourself, you continue to establish yourself as a national program. You, you know, you you go get players like Spencer Fano and Caleb Loma to come in for a visit. You try to get that Utah visit off of them and try to impress them with, you know, almost twice the population, uh, twice the attendance, twice the capacity. And, you know, Michigan has done a good job recruiting out west in, in recent years. And specifically, they've gotten some offensive linemen, but this is this is huge because this is not the kind of thing that UCLA and USC wanted to see with their move to the Big Ten. They don't want to see other Big Ten schools coming into their backyard and starting to make a, pro- uh, 
a bigger presence than they already have, this could be a pretty interesting weekend. Yeah, I'm not saying that Michigan is is the front runner or that Michigan could potentially even be considered a leader here. Uh, I, I do think that they have a lot of ground to make up, particularly on Utah, which just hosted them. And they were both uh, their front officials during that USC matchup that obviously was thrilling and exciting. And the atmosphere was uh, really unique to what Utah can do. Uh, but I will say that Michigan is a, is a dark horse pick here. Uh, this, if I'm one of those West Coast schools, it, it really concerns me because both of them were at the big house for the barbecue event. Uh, they were able to get a chance to, to meet with with coaches and the staff. And, and, and I think they liked it enough that now they have locked in their officials and they will be there for a game day atmosphere to check out the big house in, in all its glory. And like you mentioned, Huff, the offensive style seems to fit what these both of these guys like to do. The development and, and, and the ability for them to play the way they've been playing coming off of a college football playoff appearance and now off to an undefeated to start this this year as well. Uh, it's one of those programs that I think puts a lot of scare into some of the West Coast schools uh, when it comes to some of these elite prospects because you mix in the Michigan education with that game day atmosphere. And then if Michigan's winning football games, that's a tough battle. That's a tough hill to climb if you're some of these other schools that are trying to keep the, the talented linemen, which by the way, don't grow on trees out West. And and so when, when they do grow, you have to harvest them and, and keep them home. And, and, and that would be my big concern. If I'm one of those West coast schools, you look at Michigan, it checks off all the boxes right now, especially for linemen. Uh, and so that would kind of keep me quivering a little bit. And keep in mind, again, you know, they had one of the best and most dominant offensive lines last year. They're continuing to run the ball at such a high level, and that's largely because of the offensive line. After they lost that game to Michigan State last year, you know, keep this in mind. They, they probably still would have, you know, had to play Georgia in the playoffs had they finished as the number two ranked team. But maybe they are the number one team. Maybe they're undefeated instead going into the playoffs, and they're playing Cincinnati instead. So you can bet that after having the lead for the majority of that Michigan State game a year ago, they are going to be fired up. That crowd is going to be energetic. We are, they're probably going to be sick of seeing all the replays of the 2015 punt snafu that had still one of the greatest calls in the history of college football with Sean McDonough's voice crack. But this could be the kind of environment that makes a West Coast kid say, hey, you know what? The Midwest on a flight. I was just out in the Midwest two weeks ago, or ten, 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 shoot, ten days ago, as a West Coaster, and it was a crisp fall Saturday, but it felt like college football weather that day. So now you go into a setting like that, an atmosphere like that, you win. Now you might be dancing a little bit longer with those guys than you probably thought you were before the visit got scheduled. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear what that what that was like for both of those guys. And we're going to be able to cover it all over at 24-7 Sports. We're going to take a look at some of the recruiting buzz out West, what Huff and I are going to be doing later this week. You're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast introducing the two-way v4 where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance with fuel cell each step feels explosive delivering unparalleled energy return paired with fresh foam experience maximum comfort throughout the game its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition the two-way v4 gives you the tools to play at a high level learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com we are back on the West of the Rest podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast feed. Larry Gulo joined by my co-host, Brandon Huffman. And uh, you've been well-traveled, Huff, this year. Uh, I don't even want to think about the amount of flights that you've gotten on. But why stop now? You're about to get on another plane here soon. I am. I moved my trip around so I didn't have to go right from being in Oregon all week to the Bay Area. But I'll be going to the Bay Area again. And putting on those models, this is how you get 75K on Alaska Airlines, Blair. This is how you get those nice upgrades on those flights across the country. And you get those uh, extra couple of, uh, you know, Fremont Brewing lush IPAs on those flights. Just the, we call them the perks, the yes, perks, the, the perks, perks of the job. When we first launched this podcast, uh, we went in depth a little bit about what that Bay Area trip entails for you, right? Every stop, the mileage, the essentially the route that you take whenever you go up there to make your stops at different schools, go to different games, meet up with different people and recruits. And uh, this is a little bit more condensed, I, I would say. It's not the traditional Bay Area weekender, as, as we like to call it out West, but it's still going to be, I think, a, an interesting week as it pertains to some of these Pac-12 schools and even the national schools that you're going to be able to, to look out for players. Yeah, and that's what I always love about this trip is I always seem to get good games and to see good teams. Last year, I got to see Folsom against De La Salle. Saw Notre Dame commit Rico Flores. Michigan commit Zeke Berry. Stanford commit Walker Lyons. You know, I, I uh, this weekend, I was hoping to see Jury on Dickey, but he is out with an undisclosed injury. Uh, he was on crutches in a picture that I saw, so he won't play on Saturday, but I'm going to go watch a little bit of his team play. He's got an offensive lineman, Swanee Fasolo, committed to Oregon. I'm sorry, committed to Washington. Oh, that, if I could make a mistake on the wrong schools right there, that would be the wrong one to make it on. Uh, he is committed to Washington. Dickey is committed to Oregon. Uh, and then later that day, I'm going to get up and see uh, Arizona State commit R.L. Miller and Oregon commit Jerry Mixon play. Uh, you know, so it's going to be a busy weekend 
But this is what I love. I love getting out, get into Sacramento, get into the uh, the East Bay, get over to the San Francisco area and knock out a bunch of, of, of stones or what not. No, knock out a bunch of birds. God, see, that's how much I've been traveling, Blair. I can't even get my cliches down right. It's it's uh, you've got your you've got your head up in the clouds. Uh, let's just let's just say that I will also be hitting the air and I'll be heading south or I guess southeast uh, if, if we want to get technical. Headed out to Arizona, we'll be checking out the number one tight end in the country, Deuce Robinson. Uncommitted right now, has a number of schools high on his list, USC, Georgia, Bama, Texas, possibly visiting Oregon at the end of, of the season as well. So those are the five schools mixed in there. I'll be watching Caleb Lomu, who will be taking his flight Friday. Uh, they play on a Thursday, but he'll be flying Friday to Ann Arbor to check out the Michigan Wolverines. And then on Friday, I'll be able to see the number one player in the 24 class, Dylan Rayola, the five-star quarterback from Chandler, who's committed to Ohio State. And it's a juicy matchup, Huff, because I'll see Rayola versus perhaps the other top quarterback in, in Arizona. And, and you know, any other year, we could call them quarterback one and quarterback 1A. Uh, and that would be DeMond Williams out of Basha. Just took an unofficial visit to Ole Miss. Really likes Lane Kiffin. He's expected to get out to UCLA for the USC game later this season. Really differing styles there when you think about those two quarterbacks, but they've go, they both got really talented rosters and, and that's uh, an in-city, in-Chandler there, a really uh, interesting rivalry matchup that, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch on, on Friday. So, you know, getting back on the road, it's, um, it's getting to that part of the season where, you know, a lot of the top players are uncommitted, but this is going to be the exception, right? I get to see the number one tight end in the country uncommitted, uh, one of the better offensive linemen in the country who's also uncommitted, and then I'll, I'll be able to see the number one player overall in that 24 class. So a lot to cover. Uh, so make sure you stay locked in the 247sports.com in the coming days for all that coverage. The latest, Huff, on Jaden Lamar, the commit to Notre Dame, but he was spotted in Eugene this last weekend. What can you tell us about his recruitment? Yeah, so his recruitment's gotten kind of interesting ever since it looked like Notre Dame was going to bring in a third running back, which they ended up getting a commitment from uh, last weekend. It's kind of become, you know, a little bit more open to other schools. Jeremiah Love uh, committing to Notre Dame last weekend, same weekend that I was in South Bend, although his uh, his arrival is much more anticipated than mine. Jay Lamar has been kind of keeping an eye on what was going on there. He took an unofficial visit to Arizona earlier this month. He was in Austin Stadium this weekend. He's expected to be down in Southern California for the UCLA-USC game next month. And then we'll take probably take an official visit to Oregon. It would not surprise me if the Ducks started to make a big push to flip him. And that, given the way they ran the ball on Saturday, that certainly can't hurt. I mean, Notre Dame obviously got things back going offensively against UNLV, nothing like that. Uh, nothing like UNLV to kind of bust the slump that they were in offensively. But the way Oregon's offense has been putting up numbers certainly is attractive to Lamar and a much less crowded a, a recruiting class. So that is absolutely one to keep an eye on. We, we talked about the commitments that they've gotten, but it's also some of the players that were committed elsewhere now getting to see the product on the field might be circling back a little bit to the Ducks. And that's one to definitely put a bookmark on. Yeah. And, and when you think about offensive styles, you know, I'll be a little biased here, but it does seem like Lamar fits what Oregon likes to do offensively a little bit better than what we've seen out of Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman and that rushing attack. And, and, and obviously, Notre Dame speaks for itself. 
their ability to move the football through the ground, I think is is remarkable. And they've been able to do it year in, year in, and year out. But uh, I, I just I do think that Jane Lamar, being a player that can do some stuff in space, uh, there's no reason to kind of knock his decision to eventually flip if he does end up flipping to the Ducks. Julian Sainhuff, the number one player in the state of California in the 24 class, just took an unofficial visit to Bama. He's also been to LSU. Georgia's been, been in the mix there. Uh, the quarterback from Carlsbad told our Greg Biggins, and uh, I guess we can call them the third co-host of, of this show, that he, uh, he wants to make a decision soon. And this could continue to set off the dominoes when we think about those quarterbacks coming off coming off the board in the 24 class. And I think that's the other thing to watch. You know, you already mentioned Dylan Raiola already has this commitment made to Ohio State. Julian Sand could be coming off the board at some point. I know you talked to Isaac Wilson over the weekend after his visit. You've also got Damon Williams that you're going to see. I mean, those are four top 10, top 12 quarterbacks nationally. And you know, the quarterback dominoes, which is it's fascinating because in 2023, we saw a lot of quarterbacks take much longer to make their decisions with Dante Moore waiting until I think early July. Jaden Rashada was in July. Um, a number of guys waited longer. Now you got a lot of these 24s making earlier decisions with Dylan Raiola already making one. Could Julian Sane be the next one off the board? You know, there, there's other quarterbacks that could see their recruitment even excel or accelerate even more if Saiyan comes off the board. But as late as the 2023 quarterback class seemed to be with their decisions, 2024 is kind of going the polar opposite and making much earlier decisions. And I think Saiyan could be that next dominant of all, like you said. Yeah. So from one quarterback to another, the recruit performance of the weekend. And I think he's a repeat winner, Huff. Sam Levitt, the Washington State Committee, takes the honor for the second time this season. You will love it at Levitt. And it also didn't hurt that I was happened to be in the crowd that day on the night in a, you know, a, a rainy day. It was, first of all, it was on October 21st, Blair, where I had my first game of rain in the Pacific Northwest. I've had week zero games, week one games in Labor Day weekend where I've had rain. It took until week seven to finally have rain, but it didn't affect Sam Levitt. He went 14 for 18 for 221 yards, played just barely over a half, threw four touchdown passes, had a 72-yard touchdown run, and was a dominant effort for Westland High School, which has produced their share of elite quarterbacks in the past. But Sam Levitt, you know, showing that he is fully up to speed with his new program and put on a great performance. I think Washington State fans got to be very excited about his future there in Pullman, but he's having a great senior year so far and had a great game on Friday night against Lake Ridge High School. Yeah, could, could, he, could he be considered maybe one of the, the sneakier sleeper additions to a recruiting class out West? Like when you think about some of the Pac-12 commits lists and you look at Sam Levitt, maybe you wonder, okay, is, is Washington State potentially getting a steal here? Yeah, I absolutely think so. You know, this is a guy that Washington State, you know, he has some connections there. His quarterback coach, uh, Alex Brink, is the color analyst for Washington State Radio, former record-setting quarterback for the Cougs, who is from Oregon as well. Uh, had a good relationship with Eric Morris, and Morris saw Levitt throw this spring. And uh, again, I, I think you know you, you got to look at what Levitt can do. You know, in the what are they calling it? The the Coug raid. Uh, kind of the the updated offense with Eric Morris now as the offense coordinator. And I think with, with Levitt, the jump he made from his sophomore year to his junior year, right? His sophomore year, he was out in Utah. You know, then the next year he was back in Oregon playing at Westview High School. Had Darius Clemens, who's an All-American, went to Michigan. He doesn't have an elite receiver like Darius Clemens, and yet 
He looks better than he ever has. So I think Washington State might be getting a steal. This is a guy that, as the season goes on, may continue to play his his self in to the topic of conversation. Does this guy is is this guy maybe underrated a little bit? Yeah, I think I think so. And and I, I think Alex Brink would be the first one to uh to smack that into our faces. Uh, you know, we know Alex Brink. He likes to bring up uh his guys whenever we're at camps. Uh, but obviously Sam Levitt. And he uh, was proved- the first one to bring it up. I will tell yeah. you, he, he's already ahead of that curve on that one. Uh, we were at the Elite Eleven finals and we were in the media check-in lobby, and um I th- it sounded like Washington State had just offered Sam Levitt, and he came up, talked to me and Greg for a few minutes. Uh, and obviously he's being proven right right now because Sam Levitt is off to a a phenomenal start to uh, his senior season. Huff, it's been a pleasure uh, as always. Uh, Hopefully it stops raining on you. I haven't checked the weather in the Bay Area for this week, but it's probably going to be nice. It's supposed to be nice. There might be a little rain on on Sunday, uh, but I don't care because I will not be at games. I will be indoors at facilities. Uh, But you know what, Blair? It is still fresh hop season. And there's no place like Northern California. If I'm going to go to California, and I mean, obviously the Northwest has itself some great hops, but NorCal definitely gets it hopping, no pun intended, on that respect. So there will be some pictures being exchanged of some beautiful looking IPAs this weekend. No question about it. Yeah, and we're going to have to get your reviews on on this very show next week. Remember to give the Football Recruiting Podcast feed a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And like and subscribe to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel. For Brandon Huffman and our producer, Lance Glenn, I am Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for listening to the West of the Rest podcast. is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.